This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day, and got to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. For the fifth time in his career, Brad Keselowski has won at the Talladega Super Speedway. The race in Daytona and Talladega goes through ebbs and flows and evolutions. It's evolved so much over the last 11 years, 12 years I've been in Cup. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for yet another weekly get-together, a get-together that begins with a big breaking news story. Chad Canals, longtime crew chief for Jimmy Johnson in the NASCAR Cup Series over at Hendrick Motorsports, Current crew chief for William Byron has announced that he's coming off the war wagon in 2021. At the end of this racing season, he is going to actually accept the position of VP of competition at Hendrick Motorsports. He will be overseeing all of the crew chiefs, all of the pit crews, all of the engineering staff, the fabrication staff, assembly and competition staff. William Byron's crew chief has yet to be announced, but as we hit the air, that is the breaking news story. And no doubt you can follow that more at MRN.com. The scuttlebutt was he may go off and play a little television, maybe maybe become an analyst, but it seems like he is committed to the future of Hendrick Motorsports. Again, more on that story with Chad Canals. Ending his crew chiefing career at the end of this year, going to the title of VP of competition at Hendrick Motorsports. Coming up on this week's show, we're gearing up for a busy weekend of racing at Talladega. We're going to preview the Yellowwood 500 coming up. We're also... Going to visit from the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series, Austin Hill is going to stop by. He won over the weekend at Las Vegas. We'll get his thoughts on the win and how he and the team are getting prepared for this weekend's Chevy Silverado 250 at Talladega Super Speedway. It was 20 years ago that Dale Earnhardt Sr. scored his final series win at Talladega. We'll talk with two drivers that played a role in that finish. Kenny Wallace and Mike Skinner will join us. NASCAR veteran driver Brendan Gaughan will make his final NASCAR Cup Series start this weekend. We'll have him on to talk about that and also reflect back on his illustrious NASCAR career. 
Talladega's been known to produce some of the closest finishes in NASCAR history. We'll look back at some of those as well, plus NASCAR history and a whole lot more. We've got the Chad Canals news on the table. What else has happened in the world of NASCAR news? For that, we bring in the host of NASCAR Today Midday, Kyle Ricky, who is standing by with the latest. Kyle. Mike, Kurt Busch is the first winner of the round of 12 in the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs and automatically advances into the round of eight. Not needing to worry about points over the next two weeks at Talladega and the Roval in Charlotte. Denny Hamlin, who dominated much of the night in Vegas, finished third and knows exactly what he needs to do over the next two weeks to ensure his Joe Gibbs racing team is also a part of the round of eight. Realistically, I don't know, just offhand, we probably need to gain about 25, 30 points over the next two weeks total, and I think we'll, we'll be in a good position. Uh, but but you just never know. I mean, you know, my teammate looks like he's out of the out of the cut. He can win either one of those races. That teammate Hamlin mentioned is Kyle Busch, who is currently ninth in the standings and currently nine points out of the all-important top eight. And this weekend's race in Talladega will mark the final start for Brendan Gaughan, who has competed in NASCAR's three national series since 1997 winning eight times in the Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series and twice in the Xfinity Series. Gone finished eighth in his latest start at the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona last month for Beard Motorsports. Mike. Thanks, Kyle. Coming up, NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series winner from Las Vegas, Austin Hill. Austin's going to stop by, and later, we'll take you back 20 years and a huge win for Dale Earnhardt at Talladega. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. The wild drive starts at NASCAR's Lady in Black. And for 16 drivers, all or nothing the rest of the way. Fighting off elimination at the greatest tracks in the show. Threading the needle to the big one. Fighting for the right to duel in the desert. Everything possible, nothing guaranteed. Yes, please. The NASCAR Playoffs, presented by Bush Beer. This Sunday at Talladega on NBC. The Xfinity fastest lap in Sunday, South Point 400 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway was turned in by Denny Hamlin with a speed of 177.772 miles an hour. It happened on lap 259. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series driver Austin Hill joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. 
you could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-242-1706. 800-242-1706. Austin Hill will score the upset tonight in Las Vegas. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded last weekend on the Motor Racing Network. Yours truly with the call of Austin Hill getting win number two of 2020 and getting a very important win at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Let's bring in the winner from last weekend's race. Austin Hill was back with us on the show. Austin, congratulations. What a win for you last weekend in Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, first and foremost, thanks for having me on, but, uh, yeah, that was, uh, man, we had to, that was a dog fight for sure. We, uh, we definitely had to, to dig deep for that one, uh, struggled early in the race and, uh, Scott and the guys, we just kept working on our, uh, Wayne Canada Toyota Tundra and, uh, got it better each stage. And there at the end, the pit crew did their job, get me off the pit road. And then I had to go to work and, uh, had to hit my restarts perfect, get the lead and, uh, just fend off a, a hard charge in uh, Sheldon Creed. He was he was definitely the fastest truck uh, that night. But um, you know, clean air was huge. kept kept him in dirty air and was uh, able to come home with the victory. And by winning uh, at Las Vegas, you're already locked into the next round, which makes Talladega a little bit easier. I would assume the pressure not there to have to jam it in and maybe maybe force the situation to win the race. What's it like going into Talladega? with this built-in insurance policy that you got yourself at Vegas? Oh, man, it's uh, a lot of weight lifted off my shoulders, that's for sure, just because I, 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 I feel for the people that are on the cut line or outside the cut line right now just because I definitely would not want to be in that situation. And, um, you know, going to Talladega, you, you don't know what's going to happen. You try to put yourself in the best spot that you possibly can, but – uh, all it takes is somebody to get hit the wrong way and get turned into you, and next thing you know, a big wreck happens and you're in it. So um, your playoff chances could really go up in smokes uh, really quickly. Chatting with Austin Hill, who went from the number eight seed before Las Vegas to the number one seed after going into this weekend's race at Talladega. You gave us a glimpse as to where the team was over the weekend in Las Vegas, but where collectively are you now as you get deeper into these playoff races? I, I think we're uh I think we're still one of the, the top guys in, in the in the series right now. Uh GMS has been really good. They've uh they've won a lot of races here lately, but uh we still feel like we can go neck and neck with those guys and uh it's shown all season if you look back at our stats and look back at how consistent we've been all season long. Um, you know, we didn't get the regular season championship for no reason. We uh we've earned it and we've we've uh, fought for it all season long. Uh, have a lot of a lot of top fives throughout the season, a lot of top tens, and uh, there's definitely more more races that we feel like we should have won that that 
the driver kind of gave away or, or the race just did not fall the way that we wanted it to, uh, being on different pit strategies or whatever the case may have been. And, um, you know, looking back at it, we've, we've, uh, we feel like we should have a lot more wins to our credit for this season, but, uh, all in all, it's been a, it's been an awesome season for, for everybody at HRE and, and, and this whole organization. Uh, we just, we can't let up. We got to keep doing what we're doing, keep fighting. Well, there's no question that the team is headed in the right direction. You're headed in the right direction. And I'm sure that uh, that's not boding well with your mile and a half successes this year for everybody else for those two other mile and a half tracks that are coming up, which you can hear, by the way, right here on the Motor Racing Network. Appreciate you making time for us, my friend. All the best to you. Have fun in Talladega and uh, all the best throughout the remaining races of the 2020 playoffs. Can't wait to see what you got for them there when we get to Phoenix. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you again soon. That's Austin Hill. He is the most recent winner in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series, winning last Friday night at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we're going to take you back 20 years to a special race at Talladega, and later we'll preview this weekend's Yellowwood 500. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Here's our broadcast schedule for this weekend's events at Talladega. It'll be a doubleheader on Saturday. Action will kick off with the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series Chevy Silverado 250. Motor Racing Network airtime, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Then, later that day, the Ag Pro 300 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series, 4 p.m. Eastern, our airtime. And then we're back on Sunday with the NASCAR Cup Series It'll be the Yellowwood 500 from Talladega. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Coming up next, we'll relive the final laps of a great race 20 years ago at Dega. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Victory Junction was young race driver Adam Petty's dream. He worked toward building a camp where children with serious medical conditions could concentrate on fun and not their illness or disease. When he died tragically, his family and friends around NASCAR made sure that dream came true. Today, Victory Junction is a camp that provides fun, life-changing experiences to children dealing with illnesses and disabilities, all at no cost to the camper. 
Help us serve more children by visiting victoryjunction.org. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This weekend will mark the 20th anniversary of Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s final win in NASCAR, and it was an exciting one. Motor Racing Network's Dave Moody talked with two of the drivers that played a role in the closing laps of the Winston 500, Kenny Wallace and Mike Skinner. Here they come into the tri-oval. Kenny Wallace, one final shot at Dale Earnhardt. Behind him, the whole pack steaming for the finish line. Dale Earnhardt wins it. Earnhardt wins the Winston 500. Well, this week marks the 20th anniversary of the final victory in the illustrious career of NASCAR Hall of Famer, the late Dale Earnhardt. He drove to victory lane in the Winston 500 at Talladega, October 15th, 2000. That race indelibly burned into the psyches and the memories of anybody who was there as the intimidator slashed his way forward from 17th place to the checkered flag in the final 10 laps with a little drafting help from our friend and his Kenny Wallace his Richard Childress teammate Mike Skinner was in the mix that day as well both of them are here with us uh, to kind of remember that day Herman I want to start with you Earnhardt when it was over gave you all the credit in the world for sticking with him in those final laps. You said without your drafting help, uh, he wasn't going to victory lane. What are your memories of that day? Our memories of that day were, I believe, 10 laps ago, we had a, a caution, and I came down pit road, and Jimmy Elledge, my crew chief at the time, called for two tires, right sides only. And we had a mistake, and Jimmy said, just come around to the left side. Let's change all four. And when I came off pit road, I knew I was the last car off pit road. And to my surprise, I looked in the mirror, and there was Earnhardt behind me. And, and I keyed the button to Jimmy Elledge, and I said, what happened to Earnhardt? And that's what started it all was that moment right there. Skinner, you were in it to win it that day, too. Finished uh, sixth, if memory serves, and, and had your shot at victory lane. What do you remember that afternoon at Talladega? All this time, I've been mad at, at Dale Jr. because he jumped out of line and screwed the draft up up toward the front. But it's Kenny's the one I should be mad at. I, I, yep. That was our race. We let slip away. And, and uh, it just shows you Dale Sr. was – an amazing guy at making stuff happen when 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 he he didn't have a winning car that day his car was about a sixth place car the the 31 was a winning car that day and we finished six and he won the race so it was a normal normal sunday right but he was just amazing at making stuff happen and then when he had a, a partner like kenny and you know i had partners at those restrictor plates dale jarrett I, I was talking about this the other day Dale Jarrett was a better teammate when it came to the restrictor plates for me than Dale Sr. was. But we worked together a lot. And, and you know, when it gets down to the end, then it's kind of every man for himself. But you'd a lot rather push a guy and better your position than to, than to fight the guy and worsen your position. So, uh, obviously, Kenny did the right thing. And, and uh, it, it just – Dale Sr. could just make it happen. He was the best ever at it. We all knew how big he was, how good he was on the big tracks. But I remember I was calling the backstretch that day for the Motor Racing Network. And I remember with two or three to go, being shocked 
because I, I ran back through the top five and all of a sudden there was Earnhardt and there was Kenny Wallace and they were coming like their tails were on fire. And I very clearly remember saying, where in the heck did he come from? And pretty soon everybody had to deal with it. Yeah, I said the same thing. <laughs> where <laughs> the heck did he come from? Richard Childress and I are still very good friends. And a uh, year before last, um, we were neighbors in Spruce Creek at the time. I think he sold his house now. But uh, we were sitting on the back porch, and he was saying, you know, all the ones that we let get away or that got away for one reason or another, that one probably got him a little more than any of them because it was purely a, a day that if anybody else would have passed us for that, Richard probably would have been really mad, except Richard Childress Racing still won the race. So, um I was the same way. I looked up in the mirror and, I, and and I'm like, where in the heck did he come from? But that wasn't a big shocker. He was famous for that. Herm, people used to say that Earnhardt could see the air. I mean, we all know that that, that wasn't perfectly true. But yes, he it was. Where it, <laughs> <laughs> he did know where it was, and he did know how to use it to his advantage, didn't he? He did, and I can tell you specifically one moment in that race that shocked me. Uh, first of all, I got to say that when I look back on that, and one thing that I remember just, you know, for a millisecond, I was coming through the trial, and I don't know, you know, Mike, you had a, a row on your outside, but we were the outside row. I could remember hearing the, the people cheering, going nuts. I mean, over the race cars. Dale Earnhardt goes powering high to the outside of Mike Skinner. The fans just beside themselves here at Talladega. Mike and Moody at that time, we had, what, 200, 250,000 people mm. in the grandstands at that time. But clearly that was a moment coming through the trial. And the other thing I asked Dale Sr. after the race, we had one more car that we had to get past. So to your point about seeing the air, you know, I remember coming through the travel and we had John Andretti in the 43 car. That was the the last car we had to get by. And when we got close to Andretti's car, it just kind of moved up the travel and we just went right by him. And when the race was over, uh, <laughs> I remember, oh, Earnhardt, he had a drink in his hand later that night. And I said, and I looked at him and I said, how did you, how did we get by Andretti? And I, I promise you my hand on a Bible. He never even said a word. He shrugged his shoulders. It, it was almost as love like Earnhardt knew how to position his car on Andretti. And it, you know, as Mike can tell you, the, the tribal trioval is not as easy as it looks. There's some seams in the asphalt there that can make the car walk across the track if you're not really on the wheel or you position your car right. But that, that, that is when I, I started, okay, Earnhardt may not be able to see there, but he knows how to manipulate the car in front of him. And to this day, Earnhardt just shrugged his, his shoulders. I'm like, how did, what happened there? How did, how did we just get by him? Mike, we saw Earnhardt as, I think superhuman might be a good word in situations like that, where he would do things, and after the fact, we would say, all right, he just drove from 17th to win in the final 10 laps at Talladega. We looked at him as 
otherworldly in that regard. Did his did his fellow drivers see him that way too? When it was all over, are you guys after the race just scratching your your head saying, "How the hell did he do that?" We did that a number of weekends, and <laughs> I'll be honest with you, talking a little bit about the trial where Kenny was talking about Dale. It's funny because you could put your car behind somebody and you'd be in one spot on the racetrack and you'd be turning to the right. You'd you'd actually be a little bit loose. But if somebody got right on that corner right there, it would make your car tight and it would slide across the seams. And I don't know what happened to John Andretti's car either. I'm like Kenny, but (laughs) they all figured out how to get a position on that thing and he had help from behind. So it, it, it worked out. But but Dale, he could make sure that that he was the he was the funnest guy in the world especially on not a restrictor plate if we get stuck in the back somewhere if i was behind him i'm like i'm a happy guy because they'll just pull over for him <laughs> and race the crap out of me but if i was close yep. enough to him i could go with him you know so he wanted to tag along i want to yeah i want to ask both of you this kenny we'll start with you as as impressive as that day was None of us knew at the time that it would be his final trip to Victory Lane and that we would lose him uh, at Daytona just four months later. Has his loss, Herman, made that day even more special to you? 110% accurate. So when when that, okay, the, the race itself stood on its own merit as exciting, unbelievable. Winston 500, you know, but... You know, sadly, and I say this with a very somber face, is that, you know, when when it ended up, you know, when we realized that that would be Dale's, you know, last win of his life, uh, then that's when people really started ramping up talking about that race. Uh, so, yes, you're 110% accurate on that. Up until then, it was just a, a great race. But uh, sadly... You know, and I and I say this, it, it's um, it's hard for me sometimes to look back at that race because, you know, when we lose people, we always want to put our two cents in that oh, he was my best friend, and oh boy, when we lost senior, uh, it's just real sad to look back and think that that was the memory, the last memory that we really had of of a spectacular race by him. Would you agree, Mike? I do. Uh, I, it was kind of bittersweet for me. And, and the first thing that popped to my mind, and I don't want to be corny here, but I don't know if that was his last win or not, because I'm sure when we get to heaven, him and my mother will be running the place. So uh, <laughs> He'd probably spin her out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just hope that I don't have to ask him if I can come through the door, because he'll probably turn me away. But, uh, you know, my last memory was a little bit different than that, but I think that we look back at that race and it was classic Dale Sr. Won the race with a fifth or sixth place car. I mean, how many times in that guy's career did we see that happen? Uh, we had a joke at RCR and Larry McReynolds called, uh, Larry and I called that team the mattress truck because they could fall out of the sky from 40,000 feet and a mattress truck would drive underneath them. So we always thought they were lucky, but they wasn't, they, they made their luck. They prepared for it. And he was the best out there at making the situation happen in his favor. So he was just tough, man. The guy was a, 
you know, you, you look at guys like that and, and, you know, you go back and look at the Tim Richmonds of the world and, and the, and the Richard Petty's and the Bobby Allison's and David, and I could go on and on. These guys were men. I mean, Holy smokes. They could, they really, really had a lot of grit and they had a lot of want to. And I think the want to carried Dale senior, uh, his, his career a lot further than everybody else's. Guys, it's been a lot of fun uh, reliving a great day in the in the history of our sport, all of our uh, personal lives as well, a day that we won't forget. I appreciate you. Thank you. You bet, Thank man. Thank you. What an unbelievable day at Talladega. A come-from-behind and dramatic win for Dale Earnhardt. It would be the final win of his illustrious NASCAR Cup Series career. Dave, thank you so much for that visit with Mike and Kenny. Coming up, we'll talk with veteran NASCAR driver Brendan Gaughan. He's going to be making his final NASCAR Cup start this weekend in the Yellowwood 500 at Talladega. We'll chat with Brendan. Plus, we'll preview this weekend's race with Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, and others. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. Brendan Gaughan will join us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. If you suffer from heartburn or other digestive-related disorders, then there is a new, safe, better, and natural alternative to better digestive wellness and heartburn relief. Praxid not only provides relief of heartburn, but Praxid takes a 360-degree approach to support better digestion, protect you from harmful bacteria, and also balance your stomach to improve digestive functions. We like to think of it as the multivitamin of digestive health. It's the only product to combine all natural ingredients known for for the digestive health properties into a single patented product. Praxid also comes in easy-to-carry packs. Praxid relieves, restores, and maintains a healthy digestive system. Praxid is available here for only $39.95. Shipping and handling is free, and your money back is guaranteed. To take advantage of this special radio offer, call now, 1-800-829-5688. That's 1-800-829-5688. Again, 1-800-829-5688. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. This weekend's NASCAR Cup Series race at Talladega will be the final start of Brendan Gaughan's NASCAR career. Recently, MRN's Kurt Becker talked with Brendan about his career and this weekend's race. As you get ready for that race on the first Sunday of October, I think back to when the great Richard Petty drove for the final time and our Winston Kelly interviewed him that day in Atlanta back in 1992. And Winston asked him for his fondest memories of his career racing in NASCAR. Richard's answer was that he said, you know, I think the best thing is 
I'm still standing here to discuss it with you. How about yourself? Is that going to be your take, or do you all do you have some more specific thoughts about your career? Look, first of all, comparing me anywhere near the same vein of Richard Petty, I think we may have may have outkicked my coverage there a little bit, but <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, and Richard grew up in an era. I mean, think about the stuff the guys did back then. I mean, bench seats. You know, Richard raced before they were wearing fire suits. Where you've seen pictures of him in a you know, in a, in a, a t-shirt, you know, running down the back straightaway at places. So Richard, that was definitely a, a, a much different era of our beloved NASCAR. For me, look, I, I retired four, four years ago. You know that. I mean, 2017, my last year, the last four years with the Beard family, this has been gravy. This was not expected. This was not something I ever thought I'd have the chance to do and do it at, at a great level. I mean, we've been running competitive every time we show up. It's fun. I enjoy it. So for me, I'm going to look back at that career, and I'm going to say a little bit of the Richard Petty thing. Hey, you know what? You know, uh, 20, 23 years later of, of driving NASCAR, and I'm still standing. I'm, you know, I still got it. We're still having fun. But at the same time, I'm just going to look back and say, man, I was lucky. I met some great people. I got some great friends from this. I've got great memories out of this. And, you know, all through the years, I could, the one thing I can say I'm most proud of is, if you ask anybody that's, I've been the driver on their team, that they've, you know, they've been a mechanic for me. I think those are the guys that I, that I'm going to miss the memories of the most because I've been with some great people over the decades. With that being the case, I know sometimes in the world of sport, when someone announces his retirement, it can be tough to stay retired. Will this be for good? Yeah, no, it's, it's not that tough. You know, first, I'm still racing the desert. I still got my off-road stuff. Um, I didn't really tell anybody. I kind of snuck it in. Last week was my seven-year-old son's first off-road race. I didn't post about it. I tried to do it under the radar. Uh, so I'm still going to be about racing with my kids, hopefully, for a long time. Not necessarily NASCAR, but racing where I love racing, where I miss the most. So I'll still be driving things. I'm, I'm, you know, think of Tony Stewart, Kenny Schrader. You know, we love to drive. We love to race. And I'm still racing. Don't you worry about that. I just don't plan on doing NASCAR anymore. And no, you won't have to worry about me coming out of second retirement from NASCAR. This COVID year has taken a lot of that fun out of it. Look, the Beard family and us, we're a team that doesn't do it for a living. They don't do it. They do it because they want to have fun. And they can't, the owners can't even come to the racetrack right now. So it took a lot of that air out of our balloon, you know, and, and kind of just made us all go, Ugh. and at Talladega, I was sitting there. They want me to come back for the Daytona 500, and Kurt, the Daytona 500 is the Daytona 500. I mean, forget about being a driver. Fans look forward to this. Drivers dream about being the Daytona 500. And they ask me if I want, if, you know, come on, come back and drive this car for the 500 next year. If your reaction is, well, I mean, if I'm not saying, hell yeah, I want one more shot at that, don't do it. And that was my reaction. So for me, I'm feeling pretty good about it. You are, you're not going to have to worry about me, uh, you know, unless somebody, unless Rick Hendrick calls me and says somebody's hurt and he wants an old fat guy in the driver's seat, which I don't think is going to happen anytime soon. I think I'm safe. You, you mentioned uh, Mark Beard and the, and the folks at Beard Motorsports. I know when you became a NASCAR driver back in the 1990s, you said you were just so happy to be able to participate in the sport. Have, have Mark Beard and his family and his group are they putting you in a position to stand here in the year 2020 and say, you know what, despite the challenges of 2020, I'm leaving this sport happy as well. I'm leaving the sport happier than I've ever been. 
This has been my best cup races of my career with this family. I've driven for Roger Penske, Richard Childress. I drove, you know, I've driven for some great at Jermaine Racing. I've driven for some big names in this sport. I had great opportunities, represented great companies. I've never had more fun, Kurt. I'm going out the same way I came in with that appreciation of, you know what, this is great. I still get to drive a race car. I mean, over the years, sometimes you kind of forget how great this is, and there's guys that sometimes don't think it's all, you know, they, they just don't appreciate it maybe enough. I promise you, still appreciative and even more appreciative of what the Beard family gave to me, which is this, this bonus four years. I'm in, the, I'm in the Mario, Super Mario bonus world that you didn't know was there. You know, I mean, it's like, hey, look, something cool. So I, I, I'm at, I feel like I'm still 23, and they gave me an opportunity that I never expected. Brendan Gaughan is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and we wish him the best for this weekend's race and beyond. That interview is a part of MRN's Crew Call, which you can find at MRN.com. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll preview this weekend's race with Martin Truex Jr., Brad Keselowski, and others. And later, we'll look back on some of NASCAR's closest finishes. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Rusty Wallace here for Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. It works fast, and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel or any stinging or burning here. This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff and meet me in Victory Lane. Blue Emu works fast, and you won't stink. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. We preview this weekend's Yellowwood 500 at Talladega next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. The playoffs are finally underway, and NASCAR today is ready to keep you in contention. Turns out I kind of like that spot. (laughs) It worked out pretty well. Each weekday, we'll bring you the drivers making a difference as they fight to make the championship four in Phoenix. If you're already looking at the round eight, you got to get there first. Join me, Woody Kane, as we keep an ear to the ground to let you know what drivers are thinking. Clean up these mistakes. My God, we've made a lot of mistakes this year. That's NASCAR Today, right here, every weekday. Wheeland would like to congratulate Kurt Busch and his number one Chip Ganassi Racing pit crew for the win at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. They are the Wheeland pit crew of the week. Kurt feels the home track win has set them up for a strong run at the 2020 championship. Yeah, it's, it's a mile and a half win. We, we last won together at Kentucky a mile and a half. So if you fast forward to Kansas and Texas, it's a mile and a half. And so everything is just pointing in our direction right now. On the road, in the air, and around the world. 
Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. This weekend's race at Talladega is considered a wild card race. The reason why? The draft is the great equalizer, and the action is so unpredictable. It's a great opportunity for those drivers trying to make the next round of the playoffs. For more on this weekend's Yellowwood 500, here's MRN's Woody Kane. Talladega, a true wild card race. Every driver and fan knows anything can happen at Talladega. Anybody can win, and anyone's day can be ruined. For the remaining playoff drivers, Talladega brings anxiety. The urge to try and win to lock into the next round is strong, but so is the urge to play it safe to make sure you don't crash and knock yourself out completely. Martin Truex Jr. says strategy is huge. I think the one thing that's always uh, always been part of it, I guess, is the unknowns and you know the opportunities for things to happen that you necessarily don't want to be a part of. Um, and that's just kind of the nature of the beast. So I think really the strategy has changed to, you know, with the manufacturers all working together and pitting together and trying to come up with, you know, the best strategy to, to run their race to try to, you know, not only give themselves the best chance to win, but also, I think, stay out of trouble. And, you know, it seems like when you have, you know, those, those packs of, um, you know, manufacturers working together, there's less chance for the big crashes to happen. Um, you know, ultimately... It always comes down to, you know, a caution, a restart, uh, the field bunched up, and, you know, whether it's, you know, in the middle of the race going for a stage win or stage points or at the end going for the win, it always seems like that's when the chaos happens. So you're never really too far out of uh, too far out of the dangerous, dangerous waters at the super speedways. But, you know, in general, I feel like, um, you know, guys have more strategy involved than they used to, where it used to be just go out and race and try to keep yourself in front now there's a lot more to it um, but at the end I think it's all the same and you know, hopefully for us we'll go have a good race there. Brad Keselowski compares super speedway racing to a demolition derby and says even though it evolves over the years he's still not sure how to make it through unscathed. Somewhere along the lines of you know a Mav TV demo derby uh, just a little faster um, I mean it, it's just it is what it is. Uh, you have to, you know, call for what it is. The, the racing at Daytona and Talladega goes through ebbs and flows and evolutions. It's evolved so much over the last 11 years, 12 years I've been in Cup. Um, and it seems to evolve in, you know, yearly, sometimes uh, every two to three years cycles. Really hard to keep in front of it. Uh, this latest iteration uh, has just been the Demo Derby iteration, um, which has been frustrating for me because uh, without being able to really do anything to protect the lead, it's just, you know, hoping that, fingers crossed, you don't get wrecked. Um, but, you know, that said, my teammate Ryan Blaine has been successful. He's won two races and, and managed to survive a couple times at Daytona and Talladega. And, I just look at him and go, you lucky, you know what? Um, but no, it's uh, he's doing something right. But I, I haven't figured out how to survive all the crashes. Chase Elliott, who won Dega early in 2019, says stage points are what they're after. Stage points are huge, you know, and, and everybody knows that now. Um, but I mean, hey, you know, 10, 20 points in a stage, I mean, that, that's, uh, that's a ton. So, 
I think everybody knows how important the stages are and what they can mean, uh, especially stage wins. You know, getting that extra bonus point uh, is a is a huge thing too. So um, I think everybody knows that, and that that's certainly a game that's been played. Uh, you know. I don't know that it was as much played that very first year that we had this, but really ever since that first year, I think it has been known and everybody uh, really gets that. And it's just gotten more and more aggressive, I feel like, as time has gone on to perform well in stages. So I think it makes it you know, important to run good throughout the entire race. And, and uh, you know, I, I thought that uh, our stage, you know, results at Richmond and, and Bristol um, were were good and that was really what, what allowed us to get through so I haven't moved to the mindset of Talladega I mean I, the way I kind of look at it is I'm probably going to crash uh, so you know I think that's just the odds probably point that direction um, hope not but I'd say anything anything uh, more than crashing would just be icing on top is how I'm going to look at it. Las Vegas winner Kurt Busch says the unpredictability of super speedway racing is the only thing you can count on going into Talladega. The more that we race at these restrictor plate tracks, the, the more they become unpredictable, to be predictable, to not be predictable. I, I don't even know what I said, and it kind of sounded right. But again, there is no constant in these super speedway races. Uh, I was I was running fourth behind William Byron with 15 laps to go, uh, you know, a few weeks ago for that uh, the playoff cutoff race to, to get in. And he peels off and pits. And I'm like, where's he going? That's the stupidest call I've ever seen. You know, we just now bumped up a row. Uh, after the restart, I was leading the inside lane. And then I get wiped out in a wreck the next lap. And there he is with fresh tires, just navigating through everybody. And comes home and, and comes back and wins it after he pitted from third place with 15 laps to go. And that's how nuts all the restrictor plate races have turned into being. Motor Racing Network will have flag-to-flag coverage of the Yellowwood 500 from Talladega Super Speedway starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time Sunday. Thanks, Woody. This weekend is going to be so fun to watch and listen to. Be sure to check it out here on the Motor Racing Network. Still to come on NASCAR Live. We'll look back at some of the closest finishes in NASCAR history. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-242-1706. 800-242-1706. We'll look back on some of the closest finishes in NASCAR history next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. 
Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. You can also order our signature Clutch Coffee beans online and have them shipped directly to you. Go to clutchcoffeebar.com or visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the years, Talladega Super Speedway has produced some of the closest finishes in the history of this sport, but not all of them. For more on NASCAR's closest finishes, here's Motor Racing Network's Dan Hubbard. Kevin Harvick to the bottom of the racetrack. They're stacked up two, three, and four wide behind him, waiting for a run to come. Here it comes. Ryan Blaney to the outside. Harvick will throw the block for the lead, and they're crashing behind them. Blaney put the crossover on him as they crash in three. Blaney inside and pass. Kevin Harvick. Here comes Ricky Stenhouse from top to bottom. He's on Blaney's tail. Three wide for second, but Blaney leads him off four. Off four for the final time. Racing back to the checkered flag. Blaney out front. He's got to throw the block. He does. Dive down to the inside. Here comes Eric Jones. Here comes John Hunter Nemechek. They're grassing at the line. It is Ryan Blaney by seven one thousandths of a second over Ricky Stenhouse Jr. That thrilling ending at Talladega made waiting an extra day completely worth it. Ryan Blaney beating Ricky Stenhouse Jr. by seven thousandths of a second. That's just inches. It was exciting and exactly what we expect from Talladega. And as jaw-dropping as that finish was, it also made NASCAR history as the sixth closest finish ever. And as if that wasn't enough, it was Ryan Blaney's second time on that list. Just last year, he had another win-by-inches finish at Talladega that ranked seventh. Blaney with a half a car length advantage. Here comes the outside line. Ryan Newman around the outside to the lead. A heck of a push from Denny Hamlin. Ryan Newman is your leader right in the middle of turns three and four, and he will lead the field off of turn four looking for the strike. Ryan Newman, not there yet. They got to get through the trioval. They're crashing further back. Chris Bush is in the wall. He gets airborne, lands on all four. The field steaming to the line. Side by side to the checkered flag. Ryan Blaney wins the 1000Bulbs.com 500 at Talladega. Ryan Blaney with a move of the ages goes to the inside of Ryan Newman. Ryan Blaney by inches. It's hard to imagine a checkered flag call closer than those, but the race finishes that beat those are wild as well. Talladega claims five of the closest finishes in NASCAR history, and this one is tied for third. Dale Earnhardt beat Ernie Irvin by five thousandths of a second back in 1993. Here comes Mark Martin. He'll try and tuck it right behind Ernie Irvin, but it's going to be Irvin and Earnhardt settling it. Irvin goes to the low side of the racetrack. Earnhardt force high. Here they come to the stripe. It's going to be a dead heat at the line. Earnhardt by about two inches the way we see it, pending the NASCAR final photo finish camera. It looks as though Dale Earnhardt on the outside will win by about two inches, but the race director, David Hoots, has said, let's go to the videotape. Sharing the third spot is the finish at Daytona. Jamie McMurray winning the Pepsi 400 for Jack Roush and beating Kyle Busch when Busch was still with Hendrick. 
Here's the incredible finish under the lights at Daytona. Kyle Busch trying to do the Daytona double in one day, but Jamie McMurray right there. Nobody giving an inch. Wheel to wheel the final time off turn number four. After 400 miles, it's going to be decided by inches. Here they come. They're crashing in the back of the pack at the line. Jamie McMurray by inches wins it. McMurray by five one thousandths of a second wins the Pepsi 400 at Daytona. What a spectacular finish just five inches. These next two races are tied for first, and there's a reason the margin of victory for both events was .002 seconds. Jeff Gordon dives to the inside. He's got Mark Martin. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jimmy Johnson. Six Chevrolets to settle it here at Talladega. Gordon to the inside. It is Clint Boyer to the outside for the final time. Boyer trying to hang on to the top spot. RCR trying to make it three in a row here at Talladega Super Speedway. About to be decided. Into the triangle they come. The challenge on down low. Jimmy Johnson pulls out front, but Boyer looks like he held him off. No, they're saying Jimmy Johnson will get the win in the Aaron's 499. Jimmy Johnson getting the win that day over Clint Boyer in a race that had 88 lead changes. Ricky Craven has two NASCAR Cup Series wins, and this spectacular finish was one of them. Physical here at Darlington Raceway like it's supposed to be. Craven has another shot, but only one. The white flag out. This time, Kurt Busch leads by inches back to turn one. The gloves are off. Craven is there, and in turn one, half a car length back. Busch drifts high. Craven unable to make a move. That remains single file. Craven down to the inside. Here they come off turn two, racing for the lead and the win. The crowd on the back straightaway is just going delirious. Busch, Craven, nose to tail. Here comes Craven up top. Bush goes up the block. Here comes Craven down to the bottom, trying to hang on. Both cars are loose in four. Craven pours on the steam, pulls to the inside lane. They are dead even coming down to the line. This is going to be close. They lean on one another. Across the line, Ricky Craven gets the win, and they continue the crash headed up into turn one. Craven pounds the wall, bounces off it. Kurt Bush right back at him. Ricky Craven has won the race. The only question now is, will he be able to make it back to victory lane? Will fans get to see another win by inches in 2020? Only time will tell. Thank you, Dan. There's a good chance we'll see another one this weekend in Alabama. Coming up next, look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history. Progressive presents the sounds of the old world. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been the sounds of the old world. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Wing Sprint Cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or wingnation.com. Or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts on YouTube or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for Wing Sprint Car Talk. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Closing in on the checkered flag of this week's NASCAR Live. Before we get there, Susie Armstrong is standing by with this week in NASCAR history. 
Thanks, Mike. This week, we take a choice journey to 1981. Harrison Ford's star power keeps Raiders of the Lost Ark at number one for 16 straight weeks. The Rolling Stones gather no moss, launching their sixth U.S. tour at JFK Stadium in Philadelphia. Saginaw, Michigan's population grows by one as proud parents give birth to tennis star Serena Williams. And Darrell Waltrip was rolling over the competition in Henry County, Virginia, taking the checkers in the Old Dominion 500 at Martinsville Speedway. Darrell Waltrip now midway down the back chute to turn number three. He backs it off just a little bit, goes low through three and four, and he looks for yet another victory. Waltrip out of the number four corner, comes down to the line, a checkered flag, and Darrell Waltrip will win the Old Dominion 500 here at Martinsville. 1998, the primetime TV phenom ER continues to launch careers and stay alive atop the Nielsen's. The Gulf Shores of Mississippi took a lashing from Hurricane George as the Category 4 storm made landfall. And fatigue tried to knock out Ricky Rudd, but the tied Ford driver persevered and punctuated the win with a flat-on-his-back interview in Martinsville's Victory Lane. Traffic bottles up in front of him, but it's not enough for Jeff Gordon to catch him. And to the checkered flag, 16 straight years, a winner on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit. Ricky Rudd wins the Napa 500 at Martinsville. And we'll just uh, tell Jim Phillips uh, as soon as he's able to. Jim, just just cut on in. And, All right, and we got to Ricky Rudd here. Ricky's getting some oxygen. Ricky, <laughs> I've done a lot of victory lanes, but never one lying down. But congratulations. Well, I'll take it anyway. I get it. I tell you, it's been uh, Jim. It's been a long time coming. Had a heck of a race car all day, but tried a different helmet today, different cool suit helmet, and uh, the thing froze up on lap two, and it just cooked me all day. My seat got hot and blistered my back, blistered my bottom end, but was going to turn the car over a couple of times, and I said, man, this thing's so good. I just got a shot at winning. I can't give this car to somebody else today. 2009, an 8.3 earthquake triggered a deadly tsunami near the Samoan Islands, prompting a massive international relief effort. There's no end in sight for the Black Eyed Peas as the electro-hop group rules the charts with I Got a Feeling. And Jimmy Johnson was in the mood for some high-bank concrete domination, trouncing the field from pole to goal in the AAA 400 at Dover International Speedway. I got a feeling. Johnson's looking for checkers yet again here in Dover. Jimmy Johnson's looking like a three-time champion should. Commanding the race here today at Dover International Speedway, he will win the AAA 400. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. Remember, Motor Racing Network will be your destination for all the action this weekend at Talladega, including the Yellowwood 500, which will begin Sunday on the Motor Racing Network at 1 p.m. Eastern. That's all the time we have for you for this week. We'd like to thank Austin Hill for stopping by. Also, our thanks to Mike Skinner, Kenny Wallace, and Brendan Gaughan. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to join you again next week when we break down the Yellowwood 500 as the playoffs continue. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrion and Rich Colbert. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn.
Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. 